0: Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Nancy Yates, CNIO at Providence St. Joseph Health. In this segment, Yates talks about how her team is leveraging mobility to enable clinicians to focus more on the patient and less on collecting data, the many ways in which she's been able to draw from her own clinical experience, and the advice she offers for nurses who want to pursue leadership roles talked about, you know, wanting to tweak here and there at least at at one point, but still standardize, and and can that be kind of a a, a delicate balance?
1: It can be, but as long as you continue to manage expectations, and we continue to what I call evolve today. We started off with 10 standard questions, Uh and as the group started using the tool and we started seeing the data, the decision was made that we needed to have less standard questions and actually then have some some flexibility, again, to be nimble. So Cypher has helped us create what we call the Providence Question Bank. And so now we are at six core questions because, again, it's important for us to be able to benchmark against ourselves so that we can see who's moving the mark and what are they doing that is helping them become a best practice and start to really see the correlation between these are all the patients who received a good quality round while they were in the hospital with the tool and the correlation with the the HCAP score. And so what are they doing that's better or different than anybody else? So that benchmark is important, which is why said we have to always have a core set of standard questions. And then each ministry is able to decide they want to have two more questions that are specific to a focus area they're trying to work on, like if it's noise or understanding of care, et cetera. So they can go to the question bank and choose which questions they want to have a part of their script, and that allows us to have that standard yet flexible platform.
0: Yeah, and it's it's interesting to me, and I'm sure from your perspective, the, the evolution we've seen and, and the way patient experience is looked at and measured, and I'm sure that really IT adoption has had such a an interesting role in that. Right. Okay, and... So you said that there are plans to, to roll it out further to some of the, the St. Joseph organizations.
1: Great. Right. It is already live, I believe, in five, and we're preparing for two more.
0: Okay. So obviously there's a, quite a bit on your plate as far as uh, looking at the EHR migration and then this, and is there anything else that that's really kind of like a key focus for you at this point?
1: Um, well, the other things we're trying to do is really create you know a mobility platform. For nurses specifically, and obviously the the ORCID tool is one example of that, right? I mean, it demonstrates that you can have a device in your hand and go interact with a patient, capture real-time data, and really be able to drive care improvement. And and that's, again, the beauty with ORCID is that it provides real-time data and information for service recovery. It also allows us to send messages to dietary and housekeeping, et cetera, so that, again, we're constantly real-time helping to improve that care experience experience and, and it's efficient. Nobody has to pick up the phone. And so the more we can arm nurses with mobility, the more time they're going to be able to spend with their patients. So we're also working on Epic's Rover platform. So we will be implementing that in a couple of our ministries as a pilot. So it puts an iPhone in the hand of a nurse and allows them to do all of their point of care stuff, medication administration, blood administration, specimen collection, some documentation, results review, a secure chat, so that, again, we're trying to help them be as mobile as possible without having to haul a big, heavy workstation on wheels in the room. They're logged in already, so it saves them login time, et cetera. And so that mobility platform is so important, not only in the acute setting, but also in the ambulatory setting. And so what? what what can we do to help? Um, really, in the same frames, not only with Epic but with Cipher Orchid, they have Kiosk, which allows us to hand a patient a tablet and allows them to tell us how we did today as they're exiting the clinic, for example, and or if they're in the ED waiting room, tell us how your experience has been in the ED waiting room, or as you exit the ED, how did we do? So we're kind of helping take some of the burden off of the clinicians to gather that data, and let's put some of those tools in the hands of our patients and let them tell us um, in real time. And the other piece to patient engagement is EPIC's MyChart bedside platform. So we have MyChart already deployed in the ambulatory space, and we have million, you know, I think 2.3 million patients enrolled in MyChart. So now we're starting to bring that into the acute care setting. Uh, and it's a very similar process, meaning y- y- you give the patient an iPad and it allows them to see who their care team is. It allows them to see what their schedule of the day is. They can see their lab results as they come back. They can message their nurse or their provider um, with non-urgent things. And so it's how to, you know, creating a platform for all those tools to work together again, really engaging the patient in their own care. Obviously, not all patients are going to meet the criteria to have an iPad, but where it makes sense to give the patient some control in their care in the the hospital, that's going to help us go a long way with really helping patients feel that they were part of the care team and are and understanding their care.
0: Right. And just kind of looking at the evolution we've seen where, obviously, in the early years, IT systems were viewed as really, you know, a burden for for nurses, for physicians, and maybe kind of took them away from the patient, or at least that was the perception. And do you think that, that we're really starting to see that shift now, where more physicians and nurses are starting to be able to leverage IT tools to have more face time with patients or give them the experience that they want?
1: I think we're getting closer. We're not there yet, in my opinion. We still have a lot of work to do. And the vendors, especially the EHR vendors, i.e., Epic, still have work to do to help us create more and more efficiencies. So let the computer do more work for the physician or the nurse, presenting them with information versus us, the nurse, having to go dig for it. And, you know, having more and more of that learning happening so that we're not having to do the work that the, the computer is. And um, I think, you know, the tools are evolving and getting there. And, you know, I think fundamentally if we took, took the EHR away from people today, they would scream and yell and jump up and down. But, you know, there's still opportunities to make it better. And part of our challenge is balancing that with what's required of us from a regulatory and payment perspective and what we have to have in, you know, documents. So what can um, the computer do to help automate as much of that as possible so people aren't having to be a burden to the regulatory components of, of what we have to do? So there's still a fine balance there. But I think we're getting there. We're getting closer.
0: Yeah. When you think about things like this, I can imagine that you're really able to, to draw from your own experience as, as a nurse and really kind of draw from how these things affected you and, and bring that
1: perspective with you in this role. Absolutely. Yeah, I never lose sight of, I was one of those early adopter nurses, so I worked in a hospital that was implementing, what they used to call clinical documentation systems in the early 90s. Okay. And so I was learning how to document in a DOS-based system. Oh, wow on what I called an Etch-A-Sketch. It was this little box and it had a stylus and you had to pick the number um, to describe and assess what, you know, was going on with your patient. And it was extremely clunky and I, I remember the day <laughs> that I sort of had this epiphany around the fact that if I was going to be the best nurse I could be, I needed to figure out how to make this technology work for me instead of me for the technology. And I was a pediatric nurse by clinical specialty, and I was in the intensive care unit, and I had a child decompensate on me. And we had to reintubate, put in lines, et cetera, resuscitate this child. And after all that was over, I looked at this little box and thought, how in the world am I going to capture everything that just happened to this child in this box. You know, where's my beautiful ICU flow sheet where I could have documented everything out and, you know, everything I've written on paper towels, etc., so I called my trusty super user and said, I need you to get up here and help me. Otherwise, I'm gonna throw this thing out the window. I was so <laughs> frustrated. But that was sort of that epiphany moment of I've got to figure this out. And so from then on, I really became interested in how can we help technology help our caregivers and our nurses and doctors, et cetera, versus you know, them working for the computer. And that's really where my informatics journey began. And that was before informatics nursing was really a thing. It became a specialty in 1994. And so throughout my career, you know, not only in nursing leadership, but as I helped implement these tools and improve them and, and, you know, different EHR platforms, it's just become, you know, my passion to make the, you know, we've got to make sure that our nurses and physicians have the tools they need to deliver the care and it shouldn't get in the way ever. Yeah. Um, and that's a lofty professional goal, but I'm, I'm on the journey and I, I continue to see us get closer and closer and, and committed to being a part of, of that success story at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. You've seen it all firsthand from, uh, from the Etch-A-Sketch oh, to now.
1: Yeah. And implementing, you know, bad software and the impact mm-hmm. that has on patients and those trying to take care of them. And uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Um, The last thing I would ask is that when you see um, younger nurses or nurses who are kind of taking an interest in leadership roles, is there any advice you'd offer for them to to getting into informatics leadership or similar roles, like how they can kind of uh, start on that path?
1: So for me, fundamentally, it is make sure that you have some clinical experience because nothing builds credibility faster with those that you're trying to deliver new digital tools to better than someone who's walked in your shoes. So making sure that you have a clinical frame of reference and actually use the tools to take care of patients so that you can understand what that means. And if you're one that really is a systems thinker, and that's the beauty of, that I love about informatics is it's all about solving problems. So if you like to solve problems and like how um, the tools work and you want to have an influence over those, then you know, informatics is likely your path. And the beauty of nursing is that it is so dynamic and flexible that you can do so many different things um, depending on what your passion is. And so just getting a good grounding in what it means to be a nurse practicing at the bedside using the tools or in the ambulatory space, whatever clinical specialty your heart is drawn to, let that be your foundation. And as you begin to use the tools, if you have a knack for making them work better, and you're one of those people that really gets into it, then, then informatics is for you.
0: Right.
1: I lecture for senior nursing students at our state university and oh, okay. uh you know, I always share with them my journey, and I talk to them about how to use the tools to demonstrate their professional practice, because that's truly, at the end of the day, what they're accountable for. And I give them examples of good charting and not so good charting and encourage them to be a good example of what it means to use the tools correctly and it's always fun to see the different reactions and some of them catch the bug and they graduate, get some clinical experience and enroll in a master's program in informatics. And so that's how we also share what informatics is because unfortunately in most of the nursing schools, informatics is a very small, like two or three pages in one of their books in leadership. Yeah. And so we have some opportunity there to, to grow a better foundation in nurses and physicians as well. Like this is a fundamental part of how you practice, and you, you have to know how to use these tools. It's imperative. It's not an option. So how do we help build that into their their education process so that it's not as difficult when they enter into practice?
0: All right. So you were a really good person to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think that, that about covers everything I wanted to ask. Um, if I have anything else, I'll follow up, if that's okay, but... Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I think this will be uh, really, really useful.
1: You bet. Thank you for your
0: time. Sure thing. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.